0: My name's Daniel Cole. welcome to another Record Celtic podcast. Michael Gannon, Mike, how you doing? Not bad, Mike, I've not heard Mike, that's a, that's a Sunday name and a half, Mike. <laughs> he's he's a yeah. said. That. <laughs> I've been called that for a while. He's a yeah. that. I thought to myself.
1: I grew, I grew up in the East End of Glasgow, there's not many really Mikes in the East End of Glasgow. <laughs> so
0: um, to that. that's, yeah. just, that's just a wee tester for you. Aye,
1: we'll take it,
0: Sorry, it'll be called worse. Aye, no, that's it. How are you, how are you doing?
1: Not bad, thank you, yeah, yourself.
0: How's your week going?
1: Yeah, not bad. Um, unfortunately, we're still in pandemic mode, so we, we couldn't get out to the Czech Republic, unfortunately. Um, I wouldn't mind doing, a, um, doing a, a away game, sampling it again, back to normality, but unfortunately, we're, 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 we're grounded still. But um, yeah, a bit interesting this week, big European ties, isn't
0: it? right yeah, absolutely. Um, we will obviously talk about um, Celtic's fate uh, and fortunes in Europe, but I think the best place to start um, in this week's pod is going back a few days to Towncastle. The first Premiership game of the campaign, a lot of high hopes, despite Celtic being a bit kind of threadbare, um, but it didn't exactly go got planned, did it?
1: No, it didn't. Um, I, I don't think it was hugely surprising. I mean, given you look at the, the current uh, the squad that they had on the day um, and the problems they had in pre-season in terms of uh, rebuilding... And the time it's taken to get to that stage. So it wasn't a, a huge surprise. Um, some of the, the kind of some new things, some positives, I thought some of it's actually okay. Some of it's, I it's half decent, but some old feelings, set pieces and all that kind of stuff. And the fragility at the back and um, the defence looked a bit ropey at times. It was tough on guys like uh, Car- Carol Starfelt getting chucked in there after a kind of day's training. It took him up. that it had a, it had a bit of a rough night. I think he, was, he was looked shaky at the start and kind of tired at the end. In between times, I actually thought he looked okay. I thought he, he looked as though well, he was communicating and doing all right. Um, uh, Kyogo Furuhashi coming on in the last 10 minutes. Poor lad was thrown in. I mean, it's. It, um, I, he's, he's, like, I don't think I've seen a was first touch of a new signing, enough. Yeah. Uh, but the poor lad is launched into the kind of environment. He needs a bit of time. Um, he's got a lot of potential, I think. Um, but it needs a bit of time to settle but it's listen Celtic are where they are they haven't recruited early enough um, and they had to go into that game a little bit again a little bit of patchwork uh, I know the manager won't use that as an excuse and he probably shouldn't because there's, there's still enough quality in that squad to, to cope with, with playing against Hearts apart from the Championship but there is a fragility about Celtic it has been for a, a year or so now you know, it's still there and it's going to take time Celtic are very much a work in progress, and it's just, it's a very much a, the start of a work in progress. So it's going to take a lot of time to get it right, and there's going to be some bumps. And that was another bump for Celtic, and it was a, a poor start, and it puts it puts them in the under that pressure already um, in the season, which is ridiculous in day one. But that's the that's the reality in Scottish football. Um, but uh, questions about the way they're going to play. Um, did they have the personnel to play that way yet? I don't think so, but um, but we'll see. But it's a it's a, it's a poor start, and um, it says put the pressure on right away or more pressure on. Yeah,
0: and as you mentioned, about Furuhashi when he came on in particular, that touches you. Say, I thought to myself, I just felt so sorry for him, like thrown in at all grounds. Tain Castle probably didn't know if it was New York or New Year. Didn't know what was going on. Um, but the one at out obviously in the first five minutes. Looked like, oh, hold on a minute. But as the game grew, I thought you could see a player there, there. I thought you could see yeah, yeah. why sales could pay the money for him.
1: Yeah, definitely. As I say, the first the, the starting period, I think he looked a bit rabbits and headlights as well. Uh, understandably, he's only been doing one training session, maybe um, having come a quarantine, so he was going to be he was going to be uh, raw and, and rusty at that point. Um, but like you say, I think the good hour. I think towards the last kind of 20 minutes, you could see he was blown. I think he looked I thought he looked tired towards the end. Um, but there's definitely a player there. I think I don't think there's much fear about what he can bring. Um, I think he'll be all right. But, uh, for we will have to wait and see. He needs he'll need time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think we, I spoke to him on Monday um, via his interpreter. He was there, and, we asked, and I asked him about, his, about his, um, his debut and what he thought of it. I think he was. I think it's a little bit of shock, about just how ferocious and fast and furious it was. Um, and he actually said that his one training session gave him a bit of a shock as well. How physical it was! Um, so it's going to take him about a bit of time to get to get the hang of getting the hit lumps kicked out of him in Scottish football and in training as well. Um, but I'll be interesting to see how he copes uh, eventually down the line, especially physically, because um, it is different to the G League and, and that kind of thing. Um,
0: on, on on the game itself, so obviously. There's a few major talking points. Um, the first one that I would draw attention to Andy Halliday's tackle on yeah. uh, Callum McGregor. I personally, I thought it was an absolute shocker, um, and was pro- I mean, I know he didn't even get a yellow for it. Personally, I, I think it's probably a red card. And do you know what kind of got in my goat a wee bit? And I can understand a lot of Celtic fans being annoyed by this. It's the whole Halliday getting up, throwing his arms up outraged he's giving away a free kick and I know that's what footballers do but with a particularly bad tackle like that
1: it was a, it was a bad one it, it was uh, uh, listen um, in the current climate in the current football I thought it's probably we'd, we'd be looking with a red card for that kind of tackle uh, I don't think he was booked was he?
0: no he wasn't booked no um,
1: uh, personally I think it looks bad when you see it re- replayed over and over again it looks bad it looks like he's going studs up in the ankle I don't think that was his intention. I don't know. I don't know. I know there's there's, there's history there, but it looked to me like a, a cynical foul to give, to trip the guy up. who was racing away in the break, um, which a manager would, would say take the card and, and deal with it. I don't think it was an attempt to maliciously harm um, Callum McGregor. Um, so I, I think it probably was a red because it was so cynical, and it was the and the way he would end, I think it was more dangerous than it. Had to be, I suppose, um, because he was stretching out, and there's no way of getting your, your toe to try and get him to tip him up at that point. So it was, it was so cynical. Yeah, I'd say about, I would. am probably get a red card. as for his response, He's a professional footballer. That's what they do. Uh, uh, um, uh, that's how it works. But I'm just, uh, I'm
0: just too nice a boy, Nick. I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't. You know, that's that's, that's not in my locker.
1: I'm older. You I grew up in the, the killing fields of uh, the Glasgow and district. So I can't have those. I can't have expected uh, had a cuddle. If your teammate didn't do that, can I feel you'd shoot at for not doing it?
0: <laughs>
1: Maybe that's my problem. Maybe I'm just an old, an old dinosaur.
0: The other on my little list here I've gotten written next to me, um, talking points, um, and I don't want to pile on him, but Scott Bain for the, the Hearts winner. I mean, I, I, I've watched that a few times. I can't really work out what he was what he was trying to do there.
1: Yeah. Listen, the, the defence, you look at it, they're maintaining a really, really high line. Mm-hmm. Really high line. And so is Scott Bain. And the ball was terrific. It drops in that kind of corridor uncertainty that the defence didn't know where to to go back with it to try and win it, or the goalie to come. And it turns out that neither departments did either.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they kind of they kind of half heartedly went back in with the man. Bain realised it was probably not going to be a ball for him to go get. Tried to get back, and by that point he's no man's land. It was a malfunction and on, on all on all sides. I don't I don't think you would just say it's it's a goalkeeping error. I think he was caught. In between kind of two mains, because of the high line and the the the, the good delivery, um, it just looked really messy. I think there was three hearts players without a, without a man marking them. It just it just looked like a tired, um, disorganised set piece at the end um, for all concerned. Um, so that that was so I wouldn't I wouldn't just be, be pointing at the goalkeeper on that one. Um, obviously being an ex goalkeeper as well, <laughs> is it? The goal, the goalie. Goalie's union. Yeah, but no, I think I, th- I can take your point. I think he was caught in no man's land and the ball ends up in the net in pretty much the middle of the goal, didn't it, as well? Right. Um, so he stayed in his line. He would have, he would have probably saved it. But the way they've played it, the way it's set up, he's going to have to be maintaining a, like a high line. But then if you're going to be that high up, you're going to need to come and deal with it then. So I can I take the point, but I think that the whole thing was a bit shambolic, to be honest, with that goal.
0: I think that's fair. The other boy that I wanted to, to um, shine a spotlight on, but in a good way for a change, was uh, Anthony Ralston, because I think with the best well in the world, he's never going to be Celtic's long-term right-back. I think even the boy himself would admit that, but I thought, I'll wait to Mitchelland and again at Tyne Castle, he's given everything, he's tried like an absolute bear. He might not have the final ball at times, You know, as I say, he might not be the finished package, he's given everything and he got a brilliant goal the other night, just through sheer drive, hard work and I, and I kind of feel like he deserves a, a few props for that.
1: No definitely, listen you can't afford me, the one thing you always get from Tony Ralston is effort. I mean, listen arguably sometimes too much, he's a little bit too keen at times. Uh, that's true. seems into tackles and all that stuff, he's a wee bit um, excitable at times um, and I Listen. That back line you've got Tony Ralston and, and Neil Beton. They, they, these guys were were fourth and fifth choice four years ago. <laughs> years ago. I know, yeah. so now the the I mean, Beton's been treated like he had to come back in as as a first choice. But she was it was fifth choice. I mean, played in Champions League qualifiers in the past because two or three guys were out. Do
0: you know do you know what saw it jumping, But do you know what's funny? I was talking to a friend. of mine the other day, and he was saying that he was reading through his texts, and it was from the the Rogers era and it was like it was like oh no, Beton set on half again tonight. But then a couple of weeks ago, he was like, we better have Beaton in at centre-half. It just, just shows you like the, how the college been run.
1: Exactly. It just shows how, how it's gone. The last three years, I mean, uh, i think the qualifiers have, have historically had uh, problems with defence. But usually it's one guy out that causes a bit of a problem uh, at centre-half, and they've had to play guys. Um, and we're Connell playing a qualifier. Uh, Beaton and I have played in the Nastana when the two of them are still midfield players yeah. Two centre centre-mids playing at centre half. Uh, had a, a really scary night. There was nights when the city Yanko was in there. Remember the, the the Yanko who wasn't exactly a.
0: Remember uh, it was F- Andrews over
1: at um, was it Red Imps? F- yeah, but played against Juventus in the last sixteen. And all at that point in time, so it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the Effie that maybe not quite the Effie who came. Um, but I remember some some some. But that but that defence in in, in in Europe was a was a whole back four rather than just one or two guys had to come in. Um, which is, uh, obviously, the Celtic will, will, will ruin it now, uh, not having acted uh, acted sooner. But I think Starfelt will help that situation. I still think I still need one more at the back, at least one more. Um, with Christopher Julian being a bit, uh, a couple of months away, maybe another month or two away. So yeah, still an area need to look at.
0: As the consummate pro, uh, Mick, you've, you've led us perfectly into my next talking point. So, <laughs> do you think they will get another centre-half in? They need to. I think they need to, because um, it looks to me like it's like the right back's the priority at the minute defensively. We'll come on a wee minute to Joe Hart, but the right back—I agree with you. I think they badly need another centre half. I think
1: they need—I think they need one, perhaps two. I think you need four, four centre halves um, to run through the whole season. So it's, it's a high impact position that the guys are, tend to get injured and suspensions and all that stuff. So I think you need three, uh, three at least three top-notch ones and maybe four. Um, at the moment there's there's Starfelt Welsh Beton right okay you can class them in that four but I still think because there's really not going to be available to September back fit maybe October I think you need another one in there I think yeah definitely I think maybe two right backs one maybe two uh, right backs another, another uh, left back to compete Um there's still a striker because us and Edward is likely to be going at some point um, can you rely on, on Lee Griffiths and Abbey and Yeti, Yeti jury still out Griffiths we know what he can do but hasn't done it for three or four years so another striker so there's still major surgery required all, that's all first team players so you're talking five first team players and another three or four good backups because at the moment the backups you think are they good enough to, to go over the whole, whole season I don't know I doubt it so you're now up to eight, nine Players, first team squad players. That's a lot to, to bring in. Although they have brought in a couple, obviously this week, which helps. But I still think they're still needing another four or five uh, first team players.
0: Well, the the, the couple that this week that you mentioned, let's let's have a quick um, talk about them. So, Joe Hart, first of all, what's your thoughts? Uh, I think it's a,
1: listen, he's got seventy five caps for England. <laughs> he's won two Premier Premier League titles in England. FA Cups, League, Champions League. World Cups, Europe I mean, he's, he's a guy who's got a lot of experience, a lot of pedigree. Uh, and a rough couple of years, so I get there's a bit of, of reticence from some supporters. Um, but he's got. He's only thirty four. And um, he's had a couple of rough years. Hasn't played an awful lot in that time. It doesn't help him, I think, either. So maybe, maybe get him in uh, and playing. We saw what the for Fraser Foster coming back and playing. Um, get a bit of confidence. It's a, it's a huge big deal. I think, is he an upgrade than what they've got? Without a doubt, he's better. He's a better goalkeeper than it's currently in the books. Um, so straight away, it's an upgrade You
0: you could say, like that he's at head and shoulders above Barca's and oh, ben. no, 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 oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. I'm so I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. No. I'll, get, I'll get my coat. I
1: thought it was going to say, he, uh, because he's worth it, but is that the wrong. Is that the wrong? <laughs> that That's the what? That would the wrong one, isn't it?
0: Bye.
1: Um. Did he cost £1.10? <laughs> listen, we want to do this so we can be here all, all day. My tabloid uh, senses are tingling. Oh. Um, aye, what we'll aye. Listen, I think he is top notch. Listen, the question marks I've got is about the way Celtic play. Is he going to fit the way that um, Ange Postacombo wants to play? Because he wants his goalkeeper to be involved in the, the passion they play. And the, the, the talk years ago was that, that, that Pep Guardiola didn't think that Joe Hart good enough with the ball at his feet um, for his team. But um, I'd, I'd listen a caveat that not being quite good enough with the ball at your feet for that Man City team under Pep Guardiola is not the same as not being great with your feet with, with the Celtic. Aye. Because, listen, Man City are spending 100 million quid on our superkeeper to no. that role and, and, and by the way who, a guy who could probably play centre mid in Scotland half a thing. <laughs> I mean that's okay. no, I wouldn't be hold, I wouldn't be I don't like this kind of um, Joe Hart's rubbish to the body's feet I mean that's quite frankly a bit of nonsense really
0: no. I'm I, mean, right. I can, you.
1: Know. it might be different to kind of Emmanuel Neuer or, or Alisson or these kind of guys but he's not he's not somebody who's going to be a bomb scare with the body's feet he, he's very capable whether he is capable of doing what the manager wants him to do. We'll find out. Um, we'll have to wait and see because he does like his goalkeeper to do a lot of touches. Um, Scott Bain had to quit a, a awful lot again at the weekend. Um, I think I think Barkas isn't that hot in that to be honest with you either. I don't I don't think he's that. And I know that's that's maybe one of his big selling points, but I don't maybe don't see it as much. So we'll see, but we'll see. But if I don't. I wouldn't have subscribed to this kind of always oh, murder the ball at his feet. I'm, I'm sure he can do a couple of keepy uppies and ping a ball to the left back.
0: The other thing I'd say as well is that um the one big contrast between Celtic and Rangers that I can see at the minute is that I'm trying to say this in a, in a polite, family friendly way, but Celtic don't have any any men that are gonna go and kick you, gonna like what's you know, any bad men. You, you know what I mean? Any what's the phrase here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> a main streak
0: or about a bit yeah, of exactly,
1: exactly. not cast off, yeah.
0: Aye, I couldn't get I couldn't get a word beginning with B out of my head. So, aye, thanks for that, my But aye, someone like that, like someone with a bit of personality, is going to come in and like it's going to stick a foot in. is going to say that they're not going to be bullied. I know Hart's a goalie, obviously, but he's got a bit of personality about him. Do you know what I mean? He'll, yeah. you know, he'll will kind of go in there and shake the place up a bit.
1: Kind of sounds like you're talking about a guy who was man of the match for Aberdeen last week. <laughs> that sounds that's true. Yeah, exactly. exactly. The guy who was at with Aberdeen's man of the match the
0: last couple of weeks. Aye. Good point. Aye. Um,
1: but, well, that's become something that's still the regret as well. Uh, I don't know. I know people had these, I know Scott Brown did these critics last year. But, aye, he's a big character on that, that, that side. Heart's as I say, he's an experienced character. He knows he'll be a, a leader. You'd like to think he's will be a leader in there. Um, so, yeah, I think, Communication at the back as well. A new, a new, a new look defence. They need that kind of level of communication as well. So I think, yeah, I think it ticks pretty much every box, uh, Joe Hart. I don't think it's a. I think it's a decent signing.
0: And the other lad that's coming, obviously, is James McCarthy. He's just about to turn thirty-one. Still, plenty of life in him yet. I know he's had a couple of bad injuries, um, but he played nineteen times last year for Palace. Um, we, we all know he's a big Celtic fan. He could maybe, maybe be that sort of player that I'm that I was referencing to a minute ago.
1: Yeah, listen, i uh, I uh, fully fit in firing James McCarthy. Certainly can't get him. We've tried to get him in the past. Can't afford him. he' we play in Premier League football in England, week in, week out, because he's that good. That's, he has been that good. He's he's played there for a decade. Um, uh, unfortunately, the last three or four seasons, he has had some pretty horrendous injury problems. Uh, I know Certainly tried to get him on loan when he came back from his first big injury at Everton. And I think Brendan Rodgers nearly had him in the door. But there was issues about the loan fee and all that stuff. And to be to be fair, spending a lot of money on a loan fee, with a guy coming back from a long term injury, it would be like a big gamble. So I don't, I would, I wouldn't be slaughtering Celtic for not for not spending two or three million quid on a loan fee at that time or whatever it was. So I get that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But now uh, he's 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 finally arrived at Celtic as a free agent. Um, still question marks fitness wise has to be. I mean, I think I actually think James. His, 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 he came through at such a young age at Hamilton and we, we, we hailed him for play I think he put 100 games before he was even 18 at Hamilton which is great and he played a lot of games and we moved down south but a lot of games down south really early on and I think it actually might have been detrimental to him mm-hmm. yeah. he's got a lot of miles on the clock for a guy at 30, he's come up at 31 um, and he's had serious injuries in the last three or four years so it's all about fitness for him if, if Celtic get the, a, a fit and firing. James McCarthy, the one I watch, the one I watch, but there are concerns over that fitness because he, he, the last what four seat? I think, I think, I think I seen a stat that the Callum McGregor played more minutes last season than McCarthy's played in the last four. I
0: think I saw the same stat. And I think yeah, you're right. an
1: incredible start. Um, but if if he can stay fit, I think I don't think from what I hear, I don't know if he, how fit he is at the moment. So it might not be one that he's. I'd be surprised if he gets picked straight in. I mean, maybe it might, it might be wrong. Maybe he spent the last um, two or three weeks hammering it and getting up to the fitness. Cause I, I, heard, past I heard a few weeks ago he wasn't quite there and had some concerns about his, about his fitness in general. Um, but if he feels up to it, I mean, the four-year contract is an eye-opener. we thought, got to up for 35 by the end of that four years. Um but I can understand why they did that because I want to try and tempt them to stay because I think they will be interested in them because, listen, England, teams in England, maybe it's been maybe, probably championship level I thought if we get 20 games out of this guy a season, that's half a season, that's 20 games that he'll be influencing and doing well. That's not bad. And it might be the same as Celtic. Yeah. You, might, you might not get the 60 games you get out of Callum McGregor. Very few people do, to be fair. Um, he's a Jurissel bunny in that team. Um
0: Maybe cherry pick it for Rangers European ties.
1: What? It might be. It might be that we have to play it. Um, but listen, he's he's top drawer, and he's, he's he'll play in that kind of that kind of defensive midfielder role. there's um, still still question marks over uh, over Sorrell. I'm not. I'm not sure. He's young, right enough. Uh, not not fully convinced with him yet. But he'll, he'll he'll slot in there without a problem, uh, and play that 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 kind of Scott Brown kind of role.
0: Um, I feel I feel that Sorrow of could just give away a foul in an empty phone box. It's, it's mad. But I think he's a he's a good tidy player, but he's just always giving away silly fouls. I think he's neat
1: I think he's neat on the ball and he can and keep and retain possession and recycle it and all that stuff, but I think he does have a tendency to lose himself in a game positional wise. You see him. Um but they kind of when the fullbacks are I mean I mean likes to play fullbacks in, in a weird and wacky role sometimes in, in games. Not all the time, but in games. And he's got to be the one that's kind of filling these, these blanks. And sometimes I think he gets a bit he's a bit lost in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's young, he might improve, but McCarthy can do it. No, no. Um and if they're going to persevere with this way of playing, with these kind of I don't want to go all kind of a uh, hipster um, on you, but these converted fullbacks at times and all that stuff, then he might be the guy that can cope with, with slotting in these positions and it just depends on his on his legs. That's I mean if he if he can get himself and stay fit, then it's then I absolutely want to watch. But we'll have to wait and see.
0: And just very finally, Mick, because uh, you know, you know, I would love to stay here all day, chew the chew the fat. We could be here talking for hours, but I know you've got other things to do. Um, but very finally, Europe, Europe, we need very t- very quickly touch points. Yeah. European ambitions. So since we last did the pod, obviously we know Michelin's, uh tossed Celtic out in the Europa League. Um, Czech side is, is it Jablonek? Jablonek, yeah. Jablonek. Sorry, Sorry? Jablonek. Aye, that's a, that's a, that's that. See, you, you're, you're you, the... You say tomato. <laughs> um, I think that's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be a tough game. I mean, admittedly... It's well, a uh, tough
1: game for Celtic right <laughs> <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly, My overall point here is what I'm coming towards. is See if Celtic do, and again, I'm maybe scaremongering here or whatever. Even if they get through that, AZ de Alkmaar is a really, really tough tie. It
1: is. It is, and it's maybe coming too early in the kind of um, revolution. I revolution. Uh-huh. These games all came too too quick from. Um, again, I'm always amazed that, that Celtic seem to get these these ties seem to jump out and Celtic are hiding behind a bush. I mean, uh-huh. so. But um, yeah, listen, I think I think forget about his edges now. I think getting through this tie is is, is not going to be that easy. We, listen, we've seen the, the the Czech teams last year against Celtic and and Rangers. Um Sablonic finished not that far behind them in third place. So they're they're not going to be they I mean definitely under the kind of no mugs um definition of a European tie. So it's gonna be tricky. Um in Celtic's favour is uh, they went out to Micheland having been the better side against Michelin.
0: And and also if Fraser uh, if Fraser, if James Forrest slots that away at one-nil and also have some bats but the yeah. game over. Yeah. Yeah, it's if, if
1: if your auntie had you know what's not exactly. <laughs> um, but I did think so they played well and times to, to actually to progress in that tie. I don't think Michelin were any great shakes to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I think they would have been a kind of. I think they'd have finished third in the Scottish League. To be honest with you, I don't think they'd have finished uh, any bit of higher than that. But at best, maybe even. 3rd or 4th or 5th to be honest I think they were, they were pretty much bog standard um, or bang average or what, you call, what you call it uh, I don't think Jablone are a great shakes either but I see Celtic just now got a bit of a fragility and they're, they're, they're trying to bed in new faces and it's it's early in, the, in their kind of um, the rebuilding uh, cycle so anything could happen I mean I wouldn't surprise me if Celtic got there and get a result and progressed fairly comfortably wouldn't surprise me in the slightest like I've seen enough signs Against Mitchell and and even in the Game of his Hearts, I think there's some good stuff there, the way they're playing. Um there is some things that that, that concern me as well that I, I do think the manager's trying to play a stick. I don't blame him because he is trying to he's building something for himself and I think he's trying to play away and he wants to in, in, get it in, ingrained from the start. But I don't think he's got the players that can play it right now. I mean, see the fullback thing. I'm not a big fan of that kind of way I must admit. It's listen, I'm not. Uh, there's a reason why not that many sides can do it Man City can do it because they've got 200 million pound fullbacks that can take a ball in a half turn most fullbacks haven't learned how to take the ball in a half turn for, for, for 20 years
0: I don't, I don't want to again I don't want to pile play, play on so, but I thought Greg Taylor at the weekend really struggled. listen
1: like, I, I, I feel for these guys because listen, you, I mean, I feel for them, man. you're a fullback from, from 10 years old you're taught to knock the ball inside and not, wait for a, 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 a a wall pass and getting behind the opposition full back and get in, the ball is always in your front, the front of you. You run onto it and then you cross it. That's that's what I've been trained to do from, the, from a kid. When you play that that inverted role, you're asking the guy to be inside the park and then the midfielder drops in, not the ball on the feet. You're asking a, a a guy who's not been trained for twenty years to take a ball on a half turn and build that way, and you're also removing the the playmaker from that position as well. And I get why they do it because it works. See, what it works. Open teams up like that. Uh, uh. But a lot of times you're, you're putting a guy under a lot of pressure in that in that area. And a lot of times what you find is they just knock it back because they know it's a gamble taking it on a turn and they don't know what's behind them. Fieldbacks aren't used to taking balls on a turn. Uh. Um, but, so I, I think if you get the right guys in there, blimey, it can, it can work a treat. And we've seen it. Listen, teams like Bayern Munich do it. They've got Kimmich he can do it. So actually, <laughs> one of the best guys in the world did it. Can play any position in the park. Um asking these guys to do it, I think maybe at this point in time might be a big ask, but they don't do it they don't do it all the time. It's not something that it does for ninety minutes. So it's not something that you're asking these guys to do constantly. Every every ball is not coming into them to feet with with, with two of my tools at the backside. No. Um but I just think it's risky and i I seen it on Saturday at Tane Castle, a lot of ball a lot of balls getting one off them and, and Celtic getting put under pressure on the break because of it. Um so um, that it's a wee bit of a worry just now that kind of way of playing. Um, but it might be that once he gets the guys in and he wants to bring in, they can play that way. Um I think Greg Taylor's got his own strengths I think he, um that's maybe not not part of it, but um but that's it's all a work in progress. It's a hard I see massive work in progress
0: right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um well listen, Mick Mike, Michael, Michelle, it's yeah, been uh <laughs> as always it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um and fingers crossed when we uh, do a Celtic pod again there'll be a, a few more good results under our belt.
1: Good stuff, catch you later.
0: Thanks very much Mike. cheers.